Hi, I'm Darren Steele, and this is the Think Queerly podcast. From personal growth to empowering the lives of queer people, I share a message of human heartedness built on compassion, humility, openness to dialogue, and living with integrity. As a writer and a coach, I help deep thinkers and creatives cultivate their purpose and potential to create and enjoy a meaningful life. On the podcast and in my articles, I share ideas and practices that are an intersection of the neuroscience of transformational coaching and human-heartedness, which is a universal moral philosophy I'm developing based on the Tao Te Ching. Now, if you want to enjoy more freedom, peace of mind, and acceptance as a queer or queer-thinking person, then this podcast is for you. And together, I believe we can foster curiosity, understanding, and respect for the natural diversity of humanity. Well, thank you for joining me on this uh, special edition of Think Queerly, where I'm going to help you to better define, refine, and realign your failures as successes. This is a personal evolution practice to reframe failure. Now, hopefully you've come to this podcast after having either read or listened to your understanding of the meaning of failure could be the reason for your unrealized goals and dreams. And before I go any further, if you haven't already downloaded the personal evolution process, the link is in the show notes for this podcast. The link was in the article I mentioned. Go ahead and download that process now. It, I actually think it will be very helpful to read along while you're listening to this or to set aside some time to sit down and look at how this process is structured while listening to my explanation of the process because I always provide more detail as I speak through something and at least in how I learn, I find listening to how someone describes or watching on a video how someone describes a process like this to be very, very helpful. All right, let's get into it. Now, I lay out a way of looking at failure, which I'm going to get into just very briefly and then give you an overview of this personal evolution practice. There will be a second part coming Um where I'm looking at the aspect of success, because we really can't talk about success without failure. But I don't think success is the opposite of failure. I actually think that's a false dichotomy that only goes on to create more self-doubt and shame and, and lack of progress overall. So before we get into this, I just want to say that, you know, failure and success are, are just complicated they're emotionally loaded terms for many people. Failure, when experienced by some individuals, can be devastating. Even from the outside perspective, somebody might think, well, it's not like you failed that hard, but failure is personal, right? And failure, as you understand it, is going to influence your perception of what that means to you and the kind of emotions you're going to experience when you do fail. Now, you may have gleaned from my personal story about withdrawing from my master's in German language and linguistics that it was a pretty devastating moment in my life. Now, success is promoted in society 
as almost an elevated human quality. And you have to wonder why. You know, can we be good people without this constant competition of I'm more successful than you? Or feeling less than because that person is more successful than me. Or this idol worship of, oh, that person is so successful, I can't wait to be just like them. And if we don't quite have an actionable plan and steps to get there with realistic planning around our long-term goals, we might feel like a failure if we can't duplicate that person's process. But we're not that person. We don't have their training, their skills. We're not in the exact same environment in which they evolved as a person. So this is really a topic almost for another article, but that's why I'm talking about it here in the podcast and in the preface to this personal evolution process. But the point that I want to make is that before you proceed with this particular um, personal evolution process is that it's not designed to solve or address the social and capitalistic issues that make success and failure so problematic. I'm not saying we have to throw away capitalism, but we do really need to look at, you know, the pros and cons of what that means and where we find ourselves within the matrix of all the elements that make up capitalism and whether or not we're pushing our two, ourselves too hard for the sake of maybe somebody else's expectations or if we've created unrealistic expectations around success and failure for ourselves. This process is also not designed to solve any emotional wounds that are related to failure, which require deep self-examination. And there's lots of ways of dealing with that from cognitive behavioral therapy to contacting me and having a complimentary session or even going deeper and working with me on the longer term so that you can come up with healthy strategies to get more clarity, focus, and direction and move forward in life with certainty and available prediction and response, which means you won't go into threat, you won't go into stress. Instead, this practice is designed to help you get clarity specifically about the steps along the way that may have tripped you up and which may have resulted in your feeling or in you feeling like a failure. So we're looking at a past event, whether that be relatively recent or whether that be quite some time ago. Now, if you're um, doing this personal evolution process and you've maybe done a couple of my other ones in the past, it's always a three-part process. Define, refine, align. Defining means you're getting a clearer understanding of why you believe, in this case, why you believe you failed at a past goal or dream. So you really want to like write down almost the facts, the story, what happened. You can see the definition. This point A led to point B, went to point C, and then here was the result. And then we kind of assess, which I call refine. How do you reframe your understanding of that failure? And then finally, you align or you realign. You create a new and improved strategy to complete the refined goal 
or to no longer see yourself as a failure. So this is a very open-ended process this time around because you might not have as much of a final outcome as you would have had in some of my other personal evolution processes. For example, in my love and respect uh, personal evolution process, there were some very concrete realignments at the end of the exercise. This one, because we're looking at a past event, we're actually trying to reframe things on an emotional and intellectual level of understanding so that as you go forward in your planning, as you're working on a goal or setting, you know, uh, tasks and uh, goalposts along the way for some larger goal or project or dream, you can be more aware of the things that might trigger you into feeling insecure or under threat or like a failure so that the next attempts you make will be more successful, which is why I have to write this second article on success. So I'm going to go over very loosely the three-part process, define, refine, align. And I'm not going to give very specific examples because I feel I've provided a, a bit of an overview in the story I told about my master's and feeling like a failure and finally withdrawing. If this process makes you feel kind of lost at the beginning, that's okay. This is a particular process that could take a little longer to journal through. And you may want to open up a few extra pages in your journal or whether you're doing this digitally and come back to this. This is the sort of thing where you might just want to do step one, step back, come back, add a few more notes, and then come to step two, the refinement process, look at it and then step back, incubate come back and look at it again. You could even make this happen over three to six days. This one is really involved because we don't realize, I think, I didn't realize in my own way how, you know, strongly society, capitalism, the Protestant work ethic, uh, different work environments in which I've been in, working as an entrepreneur, studying other coaches, studying other productivity coaches, how all that stuff filters into our mind and we don't even realize what information we've absorbed that has formed our beliefs, which might not be very clear to us about what failure is. All right? So step one is define the failure. So you want to... Take some time to really consider. You could do this for more than one event. Like, What's the event that really kind of hurt you the most, that really made you feel the most um, emotionally messed up, emotionally challenged, or the most like a failure? And why do you think you failed? Just try to be observant. You know, bullet point, write out sentences. It doesn't matter how you get there. Just Put it down. And when you feel like you've really got it all, great. If you've got another idea as you're working through subsequent questions, come back. But just go deep into that moment to document in writing exactly how you felt about your failure. Now, in writing is so important for these processes. We need to get out of our head the circularity of thinking. We need to write down, which forces us into our logical brain, to think through uh, what it is we're trying to explain or document on the page. And it's a moment for you in your own privacy of thought 
to be the most truthful and the most vulnerable. No one else has to see this but you. So the second question in, in, in defining the failure is, can you identify what blocked you from completing your major goal? Why do you think that happened? Were there people in your way? Was there a lack of belief? Were you missing skills? Um, in the case of my story, what blocked me from completing my major goal? Well, in the final analysis, I had a really exciting idea. It was an exciting enough idea that the um, government agency in Germany thought it was worth giving me $10,000 to study in Germany uh, back in 1991. It's probably $25,000, $30,000 for a scholarship today. But it didn't take me very long once I sat down living in Germany about two months into doing my research where I realized one of two things. I wasn't skilled enough. I just couldn't figure out how to do it. The advisor I had met wasn't a great choice. He was a good person, but he just wasn't the best choice. Um, there wasn't anyone else that I knew of at that time. This is long before the internet that I could have probably found to discern whether or not my topic was doable, which may have changed my entire thesis approach. And then I just couldn't find anything like what my idea was. So those were the things that I thought that blocked me, just to give you an idea. So the next step here is to describe the metrics or the way that you planned to measure and quantify accomplishing your goals. This could be quick. This might be really long. The metrics in my place were, well, I was going to have an outline. I would have had maybe a very strong introduction and or, um, what do you call it? My, uh, my, uh, my bibliographical list of all the books and authors or articles that I would be using to substantiate. I would have had something to submit to my advisor for a review. Those would have been all the metrics along the way. I didn't meet any of those. And it wasn't that those metrics were wrong, but those were just the metrics. But you may have some metrics in reviewing your story that were part of the problem that led to the failure. And then the final question for step one to find the failure is, did you have a method for keeping track and what to do if you went off track? Did you have goalposts along the way that would be accomplishments in and of themselves and would indicate that you were on track? List them down. What were they? Which ones did you successfully complete? So basically you want to see, you know, did you have a plan? Did you have it structured? You know, with uh, a master's thesis, well, I sort of described previously in the metrics what the, th the steps would have been that I would have had to do. And my goal posts would have been, okay, great, I've got a, a bibliography and maybe I had to meet with my professor to get that approved. Um, maybe an outline would have been a next step and that would have been a goal post. Maybe the introduction to uh, the paper or an outline of chapter one, for example, would have been another measurement and a successful outcome towards the complete goal. What did you complete while you were moving towards that goal? That's actually a lot as I talk through this. And it's enough that you might want to give yourself a break before you go brain dead. But if you feel like continuing to go, keep going. And step two is the refinement or the reframing 
process. Refine the failure in the previous process. So we're going to go back over what we wrote. So in step one, the first question, you defined the failure. You described, you wrote down about the failure with your emotions. How did you feel? Now, to refine what happened in a new way for step two, try to describe the event as if you were reporting a series of facts on the news, or as if you were writing an historical account of an event of an event with neutrality and without judgment. Try to be as objective as possible and avoid using any emotions in your writing description. It's just part one, part two, part three, part three, part four, and just maybe bullet points. And um, you just write down, did this task, achieved this goal, um, went to this place to do X. Just get out of any emotions so that you can see the actual steps or the tasks along the way. That goes into the second question, which is the next. And again, without any emotion or judgment, assess the metrics that you identified in step one to measure or quantify accomplishing your goal. Were they helpful? Were they realistic? Were any of these metrics missing tasks along the way that would have made that a valuable way to measure your productivity or your successful uh, production and accomplishment? Finally, again, try to be as objective as possible here. Now, based on your answers to the fourth question in step one, which was, Did you have a method for keeping track and what to do if you went off track? I want you to now list the individual goal posts that you reached. So you had your big goal, your end goal would have been whatever that, how, however that would have been measured. What, what did you accomplish along the way when you finally stopped or considered that you failed? I want you to refine or reframe the importance, the value, and the positive feelings of accomplishment that you got from achieving those smaller goals. So in other words, reframe each of these, of those individual goals as individual successes or wins. So see what I'm doing here. I'm helping you to go back into that past narrative, however you talk about it, whenever you mention it to somebody or however or however you feel when you think about it, to look at what you actually did achieve. If it was a really meaningful, purposeful, highly potentiating goal, something that really would have made a difference in your life, and you see how I escalated that feeling, something that would have really made a difference in your life, we would create our own expectations around reaching that goal, right? You're trying to soften the not completing with what you did actually accomplish. Because that makes you feel better about who you are now and how that's created the person you are today. So next question, question four. Of the many tasks and actions along the way towards your failed goal moment, the moment where you went, I failed, I can't do this anymore. Of the many tasks and actions, which ones 
made you feel fear or anxiety or upset or sadness or anger or frustration. You want to get into those dark side emotions. I don't mean go back and experience them. I just mean identify those dark side emotions because those particular feelings help identify the individual or the more than one problematic actions that caused you stress and put you into reaction mode, took you out of your prefrontal cortex, which is your logical thinking brain. Which of those actions caused a negative emotional response? And if it wasn't an action, was it the environment you found yourself in, uh, a person, or did something else happen in your life that caused the feeling of threat? You know, living in Germany wasn't a problem for me, but that was a different environment. Somebody leaving their country to study abroad may have found that a very stressful experience, and the environment could have been the trigger just as a something to think about when you're going through this question. Now, question five. Pick one or two of the actions that you've just listed that caused your negative emotional response. Just identify maybe the most problematic or challenging ones or the most emotionally intense. And could you now identify one or two ways that you could have resolved or could have reduced your uncertainty, stress, or anxiety at the time? Well, what would have made you feel more certain about taking that action? Now, at this point in the process, it's really necessary to take a step back. You don't want to slide into hindsight wishing that you had have known better or doing anything self-judgmental or self-deprecating. The purpose of step two, the, the refining and reframing process, is to look at what happened in a better way. That's why we want to refine it. We want to look at it through fresh new eyes and change the story of our past, not to create a fiction, but to take out any of our self-deprecation, our self-judgment, being hard on ourselves, and just recognizing what was accomplished, what was achieved in the past. Yeah, the refinement part of this process seeks to help you reveal those potential actions that caused you a lack of prediction and a lack of response. And this is what attributed to the stress that made you stop successfully moving forward and leads or led to your so-called failure. So the refinement process is, is pretty large in this particular process, and now you want to redefine your so-called failure. This is the last action step for uh, the refinement process. Review all your answers to the refinement process so far. How would you now term your failure? What would you say about it? Now, you can choose from one of the following three options and then write a short description about why you chose that option. And the three options are, number one, there were a series of too many missed takes. And that was the reason for your failure. Just go back to my description of a miss hyphen take in my previous podcast or article. Option two, you didn't allow for enough missed takes, meaning you gave up too early. And then finally, option three, 
you were under more stress than you could handle and thus overwhelmed and you believed you couldn't complete your goal. There might be another answer that I haven't thought of, a a new sort of way of framing, but look at it through that lens and then write down a sentence or a couple paragraphs to validate one of those three options. Now, finally, step three, alignment. This is the shortest step. Create alignment with a newly refined goal, action plan, and appropriate emotions. Now, as I said earlier on, it's okay if this is a purely academic uh, personal evolution process for you here today. And this is what I mean. I withdrew from my master's over 25 years ago. I do not want to go back to university and get my master's. Although I must add, I forgot when I was writing this that maybe a dozen years ago, I was looking at possibly going to the University of Toronto and going into medieval studies and picking up my Latin and middle high German. Um, And I even thought about applying and then I realized that wasn't the direction I wanted to go. I was just still sort of caught in a narrative about failure of not accomplishing my master's. So there you go. Today, and for quite some time, I definitely have not wanted to go back and get my master's. Instead, I've used this process that I've created for you for myself, just to work through my feelings and my understanding and reframing of failure in relation to that period of my life. which had a profound impact on my my personal development and the person I am today and the work that I do and my ability to research and think and come up with articles and, and create content that I hope is useful and meaningful. So by defining and refining the failure to complete my master's, I could hypothetically refine the original goal. Instead, I framed the value of the process of intellectual development during my time at university. But you might have a more recent experience with failure. You might be working on a project right now, in which case you're really doubting your ability to be successful. And this might be a really great exercise for you. If you're on the cusp of thinking like you can't do this, what a great time to step back and reframe. So ask yourself these two questions. Number one, how can I reframe my past action? Sorry, how can I reframe my past actions, even if I no longer care about the previous goal, but in planning my future, specifically in how I plan my future dreams and goals? So how can I reframe my past actions? That's everything we've been talking about up to now. Reframing, not to write a false narrative, but as a way of how you're understanding how you feel. And that tells a very different story, doesn't it? And the second question is, how can I align my newly refined goal along with my action plan with the appropriately motivating and empowering emotions to remain motivated, confident, feeling safe, and secure? They seem like simple questions, but they really do require some sitting down to think about the agreement you wish to make for yourself 
and with yourself instead of expectations put upon yourself, which are unrealistic, based in judgment. Um, and expectations can't really be validated in a, in a quantifiable way. You can create an action plan and an agreement with yourself would be, I'm going to devote so much time today or this week to this goal, or I'm going to, if you're a writer, write, um, at these times in the day, or I'm going to have a word count. Those are the things you can measure. And if you don't meet those goals, is there a justifiable reason? Or is it that you created a goal that's just too big for you to handle? So if you said, I'm going to write a thousand words a day, maybe 500 words is better. Or maybe 500 words every second day is better. This is where you have to play with, as soon as you start feeling stressed, how can you bring back the intensity of that plan so that you won't go into feeling like a failure because your original goal and dream might be fantastic and doable and something you can accomplish unless your action plans along the way are overwhelming. And this brings me to my last point. Whenever you are working on a goal and you find yourself feeling stressed, ask yourself, does this action or task feel like a stress I can handle? like a good challenge, something that I'm meant to overcome and learn from? Or is this a stress that feels like overwhelm that might lead me to feeling anxiety and panic or to me just completely shutting down? And if you answer yes to the later one, then go back to the questions in step one and step two in the define and in the refine part of the process to figure out where you've gone off track. Okay, so enjoy the freedom of no longer feeling like a failure. You do not need to feel that way ever. We can feel sad, disappointed, frustrated, and upset that we didn't accomplish a goal, or if we did accomplish it, that it was maybe nowhere near what we were hoping. But when you go back and assess and refine and refine and, uh, and, and reframe, you can get a sense of what didn't work out, which mistakes happened, how you didn't quite hit the mark, and how you can go about things differently next time. All right? I hope this has been helpful. And if you need to go deeper into this, or if you're struggling with this process and you'd like some help one-on-one, -on -one, then feel free to reach out to me. Send me an email. I would love to help you out by setting up a complimentary clarity discovery call so that we can talk through what's going on with you around failure or any other aspect of your life that you're feeling challenged by or you're feeling stuck and you just need that clarity and focus so that you can get direction to go forward. All right. Thanks again for listening and take good care.